0: Gregarious episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your glorious host, davo You like that? Glorious. I, I won mean, last I... time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me, as always, in the Sensei Neil Dojo Tournament of Pain Ouchiness, trivia style. <laughs> Is my giggle filled co host, Kells.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm on board with ouchiness.
0: You, you don't like ouchiness?
1: At all. Oh. Well we'll bit. edit that
0: out. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we can we'll fix just that post.
1: We'll yeah, fix post. post. Yeah.
0: We'll pretend like that never happened. We also have our gregarious co co host, Andy.
2: Hello, is it me you're looking for? Oh my God.
1: Unless you just have a mustache (laughs) and a jerry curl, I don't need you to do that again.
0: (laughs) I haven't had the jerry curl in 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. Back when I fronted uh, Shamalar. Oh, Oh, I
2: love that. that band.
0: Shamalar. Yeah. How dare you, <laughs> Shalomar. And finally, we have with us the Sensei of Pain, the Trivia Tyrant, the Knowledgeable Knave of Neil. <laughs> ran out I, of thought doing, I thought you I were doing there like G- was something t- else coming up there. Ugh. Again, ran out of steam. <laughs> Just, I get I don't know I can I can BS with the best of them, but those alliterations I just run out of steam real fast. <laughs> Hi everybody. So Sensei Neil, you have a couple of orange belts, you have a yellow belt. We are moving up the ranks. What is our challenge today? Well,
3: I decided to do something I tried I was gonna do something pretty specific. And it turned out to be a little bit too specific. So then I went pretty broad. Today's theme is music. So I have (laughs) six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points. There's a few bonus points in here. And I tried really hard to put questions in that didn't hit any of your roundhouses. So there's not a whole lot of soul and funk. There's not a whole lot of, well, there's not any Beatles. And
2: uh, <laughs> I, I thought you said it was about music. If you don't have soul or funk or Beatles, what's left? Well, house Metallica. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I got a little. I got a little symphonic in here. I've got a little little punk. I've got a little uh, comedy. A little bit of everything. Mm.
2: Mm. So, what do you think the first category is, though?
1: Oh, no. Not science and music. No, not science and music. Please (laughs) don't say science science and music.
2: Don't say
3: science and music.
1: It's not going to be social studies.
3: It's definitely not social studies, but it is science because music
2: is a science. It's very mathematical. Once again, you've blinded me with science. (laughs) All right. I hope that's a question. (laughs) It is not.
3: (laughs) <laughs> There's no Thomas Dolby on this quiz. Question one in science. A particular pitch is determined by what property of a sound wave? I'm locked in. Could, could you repeat it again? A particular pitch is determined by what property of the sound wave?
1: I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in.
3: Kels, what's your answer?
1: Uh, I guessed frequency.
3: Andy?
2: I guess vibration.
0: And Devo, which is not a sound wave. Uh, I <laughs> went with something less sciency and technical. I said the shape, you know, they make a, the wave makes a shape. And if it's a, like a triangle or a, you know, the shape it makes, the shape the wave makes.
2: Okay. Oh, it's the steepness of the slope out of that.
3: Um, well, the correct answer is frequency.
2: It's,
0: oh. not, it's
3: not necessarily a shape. It's how often the wave, um, Oscillates. Oh, there you go. So Kel's Kel's got that one. Uh, Question two. What is the unit of measure for frequency? What's the Uh, name
0: of the... the Locked in. Oh, don't do this to me. Unit of measure of frequency. Oh, I'm locked in. Locked in.
3: Okay. Andy, what was your guess?
2: Hertz, as in OJ advertising for Hertz. Beat me too, <laughs> David. Uh, Hertz and Kels. Hertz donuts. Ah, nice one. It's
0: Hertz. If I may, uh, the only reason I know that question, the answer to that question, and I is because of a YouTube channel called Electroboob, which is a very good YouTube channel about electronics. And he is very entertaining and he shocks himself a lot and it's really funny. But he has <laughs> lessons on it's very funny, but he, he has a bunch of lessons on all things uh electrical engineering wise. And thank you, Electro Boom, if you're if you're listening. All right, question three. In a musical note,
3: there are higher and quieter sounds mixed in with the main note. What are those sounds known as? So there's kind of a main tone and then there's tones a little bit higher and a little bit lower that go along with it.
0: Ooh. That's a great question. It is a,
2: well, no, it's a crap question because I can't answer it. <laughs> um, not a great question at all. This, this question sucks.
4: It
3: sucks bad. You've all heard of the answer. You just may not know that that's exactly what it meant. Repeat the question again. In a musical note, there are higher and quieter sounds mixed in with the main note. What are those sounds known as?
0: All right, I'm going to write something down. Sure. Locked in. Sure, locked in. Davo, I'm pretty sure this isn't right, but I wrote down resonance. Else, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, semitone.
3: Andy.
2: With the air conditioning unit at Abbey Road, uh, you can hear it. If you turn it up, the, the end of the album, Abbey Road, you can. It's so we got background noise. I don't know. I got nothing on this one. Those sounds are known as harmonics. Oh, poop. Oh. Really? Uh-huh. Okay.
3: Uh, and question four. How many notes are there in the chromatic scale?
2: not the chromagnon scale, the chromatic scale. Did you know the Beatles couldn't read music? Just just saying. Which explains why I know none of these answers. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in with a total guess.
1: I'm going to lock in. I'm locked in. Also locked in. All right, Kels. I guess 12. Andy 26?
3: And Devo. Seven.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, the correct answer is 12. Oh. oh. Pay attention a few times in music class, man. Oh, boy. Thank you, well, Miss Outlaw.
0: What? Okay, Neil, what are they? Um, they are.
3: A, A-sharp, B, C, C-sharp, D, D-sharp, E, F, F-sharp, G, and
0: G-sharp. See, I got seven because I knew A through G, but I didn't know which ones were sharp.
1: I- All of them when they dressed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I
3: went for the cheese. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's plow forward into our next category, which is sports. Can we get a score? Oh, sorry. Uh, the scores right now are Kel's 30. Uh, Andy and Devo are tied with 10.
1: That was not good. Nope. No I mean, I did all right. You're not happy yeah, for me? I, I'm so thrilled for you. Oh, way to show it. Appreciate it.
0: I'm holding it in so I don't overwhelm you with my joy. I'd hate for you to, you know, tire yourself out. It's still early. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hooray. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right,
3: category two is sports. Question one: What is the punny musical name of the sports team of the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology? What?
1: <laughs> what? you did say you did say mines, right?
3: Yes, mines, as in oh.
1: digging in the dirt. All right, Can I think the first part of that question: this, again? Yeah.
3: What is the punny musical name of the sports teams of the South Dakota School of Mines and Technology? Their Division Two school.: so.
0: I'm locked in with something.
3: This might be a bad trivia question, but I really like their name, so
2: <laughs> I've come up with a, re- a couple really good joke ones, but not one that relates to music.
1: I do too, but I want to hold on to it. <laughs> so I feel like You're it might show joke up, like, yes, yes. Oh Timing my is everything. Grasshopper, grasshopper. Oh,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, wow! <laughs> All right. I, um, I've got. I'm locked. In. If um, this is correct, I'm going to be blown away. Uh, I'm locked in.
3: Okay, Andy, blow me away.
2: Simple Minds? <laughs>
0: uh, Davo? Well, they're the South Dakota School of uh, Minds and Technology. So, And this relates to music, so I went with the Miners. Oh, I see what
1: you did there. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. That's Ooh, good answer. Yeah. answer. Kels? I wrote dirty computers.
3: Uh, they are the hard rockers.
0: Ah, oh, that's great. Nice. That's nice. Great. I wanna wear I want a hat with their logo on it. <laughs> yeah. I bet yeah. it's awesome.
2: I grew <laughs> up in Dixon, Illinois, and a town really close to us was Polo, Illinois. And their high school team was the Marcos. The Polo Marcos.
1: That's, that's so the, good. I thought that was pretty awesome. That is fantastic. what was Shermer's. What was Shermer's mascot?
2: All right, let what me go f- over this one more time. Shermer mm-hmm. is a fictional town in northern Illinois. I'm not from there because it's not real.
0: You, sure? you showed me your yearbook, and you were a proud member of the Ferris
1: marching band. Yeah. <laughs> Legend has you playing at the water tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Alright, all right. question two in sports. I think you'll all get this one. What is the musical name of the good guys team in Space Jam?
0: Locked in. Mm. You know, fun fact. I, uh, I, I've I seen Space Jam once. Yeah, me too. Was it when it came out? Basically, yes, and I, I didn't particularly
1: like it. Oh, well. Oh, duh. probably helps no. if you were like 12 around that time. So, it would. It really would. I got that on you. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you do have. Yes, I'm locked <laughs> in as well.
3: Okay. Uh, Devo, what's your guess?
2: Uh, the Looney Tunes. Andy? I think they were just the Tunes. And Kells. The Toon Squad. ...are the Toon Squad. Oh, my God. So do I get points for that one? Um, for the... What did you say? The Toon? I say? said the Tunes.
3: Um, I don't know. Their name was the Toon Squad. I
2: didn't realize... But... Yeah. All right.
0: Rats. <laughs> if someone didn't do it exactly on the nose... With the voice, you may have gotten (laughs) it.
2: Yeah. How many times have you seen that movie, Kelvin? Oh.
1: How many times? A lot. I mean, we watched it at school. I have it on Blu ray.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You haven't? I'm sorry. On the Blu ray, is there like commentary from Bugs and. Also, I hadn't even. I want to, to hear that commentary. You know, when we were shooting this.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> when we were shooting this, Daffy had been drinking all day, and he was really <laughs> hungover,
1: and he <laughs> reeked, reeked.
3: I think for me to give you credit for that, it would be kind of like if if there was a question about the San Francisco football team, and you said they were the '40s. I don't. I don't think yeah, that would. No, I,
2: I agree. The yeah, the forty twos. <laughs> <the 42s? laughs> nope. I, I accept that. I accept that. Oh. All right.
1: Question
3: uh. Question three. The St. Louis Blues were named after a WC handy song called St. St. Louis Blues. During the eighties and nineties, the Blues were led by one of the all-time great NHL scorers. The only person to score more points in a season was Wayne Gretzky. Who was this player? He played from the I'm locked in. The mid eighties to the mid nineties, I think,
1: in St. Louis. My knowledge is limited. I know I was into hockey in the late eighties. Everybody I can think of does not play for the St. Louis Blues. I'm just gonna throw a name out there. I know it's wrong. I'm locked
2: in. I'm punting. I don't know. Oh,
1: i <laughs> hang, hang time. time. <laughs> hang time. Uh, she's a beaut. What else? What's your answer? I wrote down hull. You have to be more specific.
2: I think his name was Bobby.
3: Okay. Andy?
2: Uh, I punted. It's still hanging up there in the air. Yeah. Uh, you- you can call for a fair catch if you want, Dave
0: <laughs> I wrote down Bobby's son Brett. Brett Hull. Oh God.
2: Oh.
3: The, the correct answer was Brett Hull, Bobby's son. Ah oh, man. He. I think. Yeah. I think Wayne Gretzky has the two top uh, has the record for the two top seasons, point scoring seasons, and uh, Brett Hull is third. Okay, question four. Jack Norworth and Albert Von Tilzer wrote one of the most famous sports songs in 1908. What song is that?
2: Locked In.
1: Locked In. Locked In. Andy?
2: Take Me Out to the Ball Game. David?
0: Take Me Out to the Crowd.
1: Take, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Uh, take me out to the ball game. I'd like some peanuts and Cracker Jacks, please. Fun fact. I don't care if we ever get back. In fact, they had never seen a baseball God,
3: team, a baseball game before they wrote the song. Really? Wow. That's what they said. At the end of round two, we've got Kells with 50, Devo with 30, and Andy with 20. Okay. Question, category three is Television. Oh, In this musical TV show, Rachel Bloom plays a successful New York City lawyer who moves to West Covina, California to pursue her first love from summer camp. For a bonus, uh, Rachel Bloom had a popular song exploring her ad- explaining her admiration for what sci-fi author?
0: Admiration for a sci-fi author? Hmm. So many. And yet there's only one that she wrote a song about. That's true. It would have helped if I had heard said song. I, <laughs> but yeah, I will um, take a stab at it.
2: I know you're going to want to listen to it. I am I am locked I in do. with a joke and a good
1: guess. Mm, I, know the, I know the lady. I'm locked in.
3: Okay, Dave, though? I wasn't locked in, sir. Oh well, Davo, I'm waiting for you to lock in.
0: And now I'm locked <laughs> in.
3: Okay, Davo. <laughs> uh,
0: I think it's my crazy ex-girlfriend, as the show. Okay. I watched the first season, and she is very, very funny. Yes. And uh, the sci-fi author that I totally guessed was uh, Ray Bradbury. Okay, Andy.
2: Yeah, I have no idea who this person is. So I went with Babylon Five as a TV show, and Babylon Babylon Sank. And uh, for sci-fi offers authors, authors, yeah,
1: I went with Ray Bradbury. There, there is only one else. Uh, I went Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and I just threw um, Isaac Asimov as my author.
2: Oh, nice, David, you.
3: Good You're time. pretty close. I'll give you full credit. It's it is just Crazy Ex Girlfriend, not my Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, okay. And cool. the sci-fi author in question is indeed Ray Bradbury. I can't Ooh. I can't say the actual name of the song, but to without getting beeped. Oh, dear. Uh But you can look it up on YouTube if you look for "F Me Ray Bradbury."
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> nice. He's saying "friend me" like on Facebook. Make love to me, Ray Bradbury, is what she's saying. There you go. Oh, right. Okay.
2: It's an explicit song. Well, Snuggle beneath with that me, Ray Bradbury.
0: The show is really funny. I liked it. I like the. I watched the first season. I haven't watched past that. But she's hilarious. Yeah, they they do four or five original sh-
3: songs in each each episode. I think, and they're all they're all yes. pretty funny.
0: So, did Kells get the bonus? No, Andy got the bonus. And Devo
3: got the question and the bonus. So, Andy got the bonus. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, question two. An all singing episode in the sixth season of this Supernatural-themed show set the standard for musical episodes. Locked in.
2: Oh, this is Supernatural, Supernatural. man. Yes. I remember this because I hated it. I have no idea. I... <laughs> I thought it was the dumbest premise in the history of dumb premises.
0: You're oh. a big time hater, aren't you?
2: Hater with an H. Uh yeah. Um <laughs> this is bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody needs to be really quiet. I'm almost there. (laughs) Wow! Well done. Throw that one out
1: there. (laughs) Did you lose your concentration?
2: Yes, and I'm losing it again because I'm talking to you, aren't I? (laughs) I can.
1: See clearly, now the, the premise, but
2: I can't come up with the song or the, the the show.
0: Now you don't even know what question to answer. You're all messed up. Wait
2: a it's minute, tomb's block, Andy. Tomb's all right, block. I I have a solid guess. I'm in. I think this is. Uh, it's probably wrong.
1: Kells, <laughs> Kells, what's your answer? <laughs> I I had no idea. I guess Buffy the Vampire Andy? Slayer. X-Files, but
0: that's wrong. I thought Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but that's wrong,
2: too.
0: So, my wife really liked this series, and I had never watched this series. And she said, well, if you're going to watch any of it, you've got to watch these two episodes. There's one episode that is silent and really scary. Doug Jones plays a really cool monster that is very terrifying. And the other one is the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, the episode really? is called "Once More
3: with Feeling" and it is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I should have gone with
2: my first instinct, and you will with X Files.
0: Didn't X Files? I think it was something episode? else, though. No, I
2: don't think so. But I, or maybe there, you know, it. One of the frustrating things about trivia is you get something just right there on the edge. Like, I have the vaguest sense of seeing this, and I know it wasn't Buffy, and I know it wasn't X-Files.
0: That's going to bug me for a while. Angel did a musical episode, They also
3: did a puppet episode, which was pretty funny. That was good. (laughs) All right. Question three in television. A patient with head trauma hears speech as singing, including all the doctors of Sacred Heart. The songs include gonna miss you Carla and guy love
2: (laughs) this is what I was thinking of before
1: I'm locked in (laughs) I'm locked in too oh my gosh sacred heart I know this hospital not personally I never went but uh, sacred heart
0: Ah, I can't do this on my own I'm no superman
1: wow (laughs) yeah
2: talking about giving hints it's only a hint that tells tells the song
1: I've never heard this before that's the best um, I can do for you, Kells. I'm sorry. Well, you're a good man. I'm locked in with the wrong answer. Debo, what's your
3: answer? <laughs> As if I didn't know. Kells?
1: Yeah, Scrubs. Kells? Um, I said emergency yeah, room. Andy. <laughs> wow.
2: Holy crap.
1: It's scrubs. And I feels so much better
2: because I swear to God, guys, this is the show I was thinking about with the last question. I kept imagining the character in a hospital bed. And I couldn't <laughs> come up with the show. And as soon as he started giving the next question, I'm like, there it is. It's scrubs. <laughs> All right. Question four.
3: The musical episode for this sitcom included songs from such bands as the Turtles, the Steve Miller Band, Nazareth, the Carpenters and Peaches and Herb.
1: Is that the musical
3: episode? Yeah. the sitcom had a musical episode, and those were the songs that they sang during, or those are the bands that they, they sang.
0: I'm locked in with a with a guess. Hmm. Yeah, I've got a solid
2: guess just from the artists. Uh...
1: I'm gonna regret it, but I'm like that.
3: Andy.
2: I'm guessing that 70s show.
1: Evo?
0: I follow the exact logic train that uh Andy laid out for me that 70s show. And
3: Kels?
1: I also said that 70s show.
3: All right. That is the correct answer. It was a 70s show. You guys I was nice. I was hoping that those those bands were enough of a hint,
0: and apparently they were. So, I was thinking back to the to Scrubs and how good the music was on Scrubs, surprisingly enough. And mm-hmm. who the the version of Overkill, the Minute Work Song that is played on that show? Yeah. Colin Hay
2: continues to record albums, and he's one of those rare artists that I mean, minute Work is great. But the stuff he's doing now is really pretty amazing. Uh, check out his new stuff. It's pretty cool. And on one of those more recent albums is that song from Scrubs. And yeah, the the, the acoustic version is is much more, uh, has a more gravitas to it than, than the original yes. poppy minute work version.
0: I think it's the superior version myself. Agreed, yeah.
3: All right. At the end of round three, Kel's has 80 Devo has 72 and Andy has 42 all right let's get started with category four which is movies, movies. question one although this semi-autobiographical Cameron Crowe movie lost millions at the box office it was nominated for four Oscars winning best screenplay it won a Grammy for its soundtrack album and two Golden Globes for Best Movie and uh, as a Musical or Comedy and for Best Supporting Actress for Kate Hudson. What is the movie? God. Locked in. Locked
0: in. You're double locked in? You're that sure of yourself? Double locked in. Double locked in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the name of this crappy um, movie? I'm locked
3: in. Roger Ebert ended up saying uh, it was the best movie of the year and one of the top ten movies of the '90s. So
0: Roger Ebert wrote *Layer of the White Worm*, so he can, you know, <laughs> still a little bitter, huh? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm angry because I know this movie and I don't remember I don't remember the name of it, so. And-
2: I can even name the fictitious band in this movie.
0: Well, Rudy Pooty. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and while he's gone, let me look this up really quickly for you, Dave. the the, name of the, uh, I'm pulling up my iTunes here to give you some albums to look at. All right. Colin Hay. Los Okay. We'll see I early. currently have 175 songs by Colin Hay in my
1: iTunes. Good gravy. That's a lot. All of you do, right? Totally. Um, I didn't even know who that was. I'm still not sure who it is. Who is this?
2: The album you're looking you for remember? is Transcend. If you're looking, for, you need to buy the album Transcendental Highway.
1: Okay. It's
2: got the acoustic version of. Uh, oh, no. Is. Is that not on there? I thought it was.
0: Kells, uh, Colin Hay is the lead singer of Men
1: at Work who sang the song Down Under in the 80s. Oh, I remember not liking that song because y'all played it in the basement. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, you know what? I'm wrong. The song that's on Scrubs uh, is on an album called Men at work, but the at is the at sign on the on the keyboard rather than a t,
0: right? Uh,
2: but Transcendental Highway is also a really amazing album that he did in nineteen ninety eight. The Minute Work album is from two thousand three, but he the last album I have of his. American Sunshine, released in 2009. That
0: was 10 years ago. Is he still doing stuff? Well, maybe not. Well, I am punting.
2: Is everybody else locked in? Locked in. I even know the name of the fictitious band, if there's a bonus point. I'm, there's
1: not.
0: I'm locked in. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, not, Kells? but you're more than willing to share. Kells.
1: Yeah, I'm locked I'm locked in.
0: Ray Guy.
2: Andy. Look the uh the movie is almost famous. Whew.
0: Look, the show cannot continue until Kells acknowledges
1: Ray Guy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My apologies. My apologies, man. I let you down. Hang time. It's okay. up <laughs> there. Thank you. That one, that one can hit the top of the stadium.
3: Excellent. Okay. Dave votes punting, and Kells says what?
1: Almost famous.
3: The answer is almost famous. So the story is apparently Cameron Crowe was a teenaged writer for Rolling Stone, and he toured with uh, Poco, the Allman Brothers mm-hmm. band, Led Zeppelin, Eagles, and Leonard Skinner, among some others. And so a lot of the, a lot of the stories in the movie are things that supposedly happened to him or adjacent to him.
0: Oh my gosh.
3: All right. Question two in movies, this movie about a fictional metal band stars, Christopher guest, Michael McKeon and Harry Shearer Name the movie. And for a bonus name, the director who also played a significant role in the film.
1: I have no idea about the bonus, locked but I'm in. locked in.
0: Locked in. Dave o. Uh, The movie is Spinal Tap, and the director is Rob Reiner. Oh. Okay. Didn't know Kels? That.
1: I guess this is Spinal Tap, but I had no idea about the director. And Andy? This is
2: Spinal Tap. The director is Rob Reiner, and Eleven is Louder.
1: Yeah. So... so- this one goes to eleven. I
3: don't know about Dave's answer though, because he said Spinal Tap, and the name of the movie is, is the True
0: Spinal Tap. I did. That is exactly right. So I am willing to take docking of points for being imprecise. I will. Uh... Actually, I see. I didn't give. I didn't give uh,
3: Andy any points for for his half answer. I feel bad because I think you probably knew it. But you didn't I say I did. That.
0: I just wrote down spinal tap instead of this is spinal tap. But you did get the Rob Reiner though, right? Uh, yes. So I at least get two points out of something I knew in a min- in an instant. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was premature answering. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. Think about baseball you to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Hang time, hang
2: time,
3: hang time. time, time. All right. Question three in movies. For this 1980 film, The Blues Brothers, Dan Aykroyd demanded that demanded that four jazz, soul, and R and B singers have speaking parts to support their musical numbers. Name three of them for half credit, or all four for full credit. Ooh, locked in. Wow, how, you didn't have time
2: to write them all down. I mean, I'm, I, sh- I, sh- I, sh- I should say before I write them down, but I'm writing them down as fast Hold as on, I can. Is, could you repeat that one more time, please? Yeah,
3: for the 1980 film *The Blues Brothers*, Dan Aykroyd demanded that four um, soul, jazz, and R&B singers have speaking parts that supported their musical numbers. Name three of them for half credit, or all four for for, for full credit.
1: Hmm. Um...
3: Um, locked in. Okay. Uh, Kels, which uh, we're, we're a... I'm
0: not locked in yet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <I'm> too slow. <laughs> I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest. I've only seen this movie once, but I've seen parts <sighs> of it like several times. When
3: I was writing this question, I had to go listen to every one of these performances. At least two or three times. It took me about an hour to write this question just because I wanted to keep listening to it.
1: I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Little, wow. that's pretty good. <laughs> this now research. I'm locked in.
3: Research. Okay. Kells, what's your answer?
1: Okay. Um, I went with Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, James Brown, and Cab Calloway. Andy?
2: I have Aretha Franklin, Cab Calloway, Ray Charles, James Brown.
0: And Devo. Well, I, I missed Cab Calloway. I have Aretha Franklin, James Brown, and Ray Charles. And I was hung up because I kept wanting to write Ray Bradbury. And I knew that wasn't <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and I, I almost got hung up. Uh, I almost put down John Lee Hooker, but he just sings. He doesn't actually have a speaking part.
1: Well, I couldn't think of his name. Otherwise, I would have went with him.
3: So here's the thing that's
1: how 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 that was a story.
3: Those those the correct answer is uh, Aretha, Cap Calloway, Ray Charles, and James Brown. John Lee Hooker was in it, and he did have he did actually say some words at the, at the end of the song. He sang boom boom boom, um, and at the end, right at the end he was of street it, performer. Yeah, at the end of it, um, he said something like, "That's a song that I wrote." And then the the, the guys that he was playing with were actually um, Muddy Waters band. And they stood up no, and said, oh, no, you didn't. That. And so they, they, he did have a speaking part, but it wasn't really there to support his musical number. It was just kind of an aside. Ah. So, but here's a the nugget. There were a lot of, lot of cameos in that movie, including, like we just talked about, John Lee Hooker. Uh, Twiggy was in it, who was a model from the 70s. Frank Oz played a corrections officer. Steven Spielberg yep. was the Cook County clerk. Shaka Khan sang in the church choir.
2: Ooh, I didn't know that.
3: Did you know that um, Joe Walsh was, at the very end of the movie when they do the um, Jailhouse Rock, the first guy that jumps up on the table to dance was Joe Walsh from uh, the Eagles? <laughs> I didn't know that either. John Landis played a, had a cameo, I forget. Exactly what he did. He was the director of the movie, and uh, Paul Rubens, who was not yet Pee Herman, was a waiter in, in the movie. Also,
2: I did know that the part, the scene where um, Belushi leans to the the crowd, the, the the family that's really prim and proper, and says, "How much for the little girls? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I want to buy your women."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've been. To the restaurant that's uh, that that Aretha Franklin sings in. Um, I had a friend of mine that that had researched every single scene of that film in Chicago and gave me this tour of the movie through Chicago. Oh, that's cool. And the the scene where the Nazis go off the ramp. In uh, on the freeway, the ramp that's under construction—that was actually the Marquette Interchange in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that was currently under construction when the film was made. Huh. That's extreme trivia. Very. Um, <laughs>
3: at first, I was going to ask for the names of the of the guys in the in the band, but I thought that might be a little bit too esoteric. So, uh, oh
2: well. Donald Duck Dunn. <laughs> um, oh wow! I'm trying to blank all of a sudden. Ray Bradbury. (laughs) 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 And now you ruined it. See, now? I can't think. Isaac Asimov. You can look
3: look him up later. Let's move on to question four. (laughs) This movie, set in 1966, about a one-hit wonder band was Tom Hanks' directorial
0: debut. Locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Devo? Devo? That thing you do, else,
1: and it hurts me so just to see you go around with someone new. But I can't. Okay, I'm sorry. That thing you do. All
3: right, that is correct answer. That thing you do,
2: Andy. Yeah, oh, I guess I that. don't get to answer. Oh, I thought you did already. Oh, we just we just presume I'm right, which I am. I figured you right. were. <laughs> it's that thing you do by the wonders. The O'Neaters. <laughs> the Oneeders, <old> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had already
3: scored you for that one, Andy. I just assumed you knew it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you were perfect for that round, which is kind of a... I mean, yes. you, um, you doubled your
2: score in that round, actually. Oh, I needed to. I was in last place.
3: Kells was perfect for... Except for the bonus. And Devo... Um, anyway...
0: So played, I participated.
3: <laughs> good try, good effort. So that gives us scores at the end of round four with Kells with 120 points, Devo with 89, and Andy with 84. Oh, I'm
2: still, I thought I took second. No okay. way. No way. <laughs> See, I don't do math. He could. He could just totally make the stuff up but I want to know. Andy still has 32. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. That makes perfect sense. All right. All right. Let's get going
3: with the Beatles category. Category five is venues. So these are famous places that have music concert type things.
0: <laughs> famous place. Song come from. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: if Tonto announced the oh, band, yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: gonna
3: have, are you still mad that I didn't give you half credit for that? Or,
1: no, I'm fine, okay, I'm totally fine. It's <laughs> a little sassy, it's a little Morton's on that one, a little salty, <laughs> a little salt, just a little salt. dash <laughs>
3: All right. Question 1 in venues. CBGB's was a famous New York City venue for punk and new wave bands including Patti Smith, Blondie, The Police, I think the first The Police played their first US concerts at CBGB's. Uh, the Talking Heads, Ramones, The Misfits, The Dead Boys, Jum Jet and the Black Hearts, the B52's, The Cramps and many, many, many more that kind of uh, earned their chops playing at CBGB's. But the full name of CBGB's reflected what was the original vision for the club. What does CBGB stand for? I know this one. I'm locked
1: in. I'm locked in.
3: I'll probably give partial credit if you get part of it for this one. I am locked in as well. Kettles, what was your answer?
1: I had no idea. And I put down, can't buy good booze. Okay. (laughs) That might have actually been true. Uh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Davo? I had no idea, so I wrote down, (laughs) can't bring gremlins back. (laughs) Hmm.
2: And why not? I know. It was a good movie. Come on. So,
3: Andy, you said you know. Tell us the right answer
2: country bluegrass and blues it, wow. initially uh the
3: guy that owned it hilly i forget his last name wanted it to be a country bluegrass and blues and maybe some spoken word stuff and apparently nobody in new york in the early 70s wanted to listen to that and so the only bands he could book were bands <laughs> like the ramones and, and uh, the dead boys who didn't actually know how to play their instruments but were game to try
2: Wow. wow. It's really a weird thing because when I think bluegrass, I think New York City in the 1970s. So <laughs> totally. I don't understand how it didn't work. But technically, the full full name of the club was CBGB and
3: OMFUG, which stands for Country Bluegrass and Blues and Other Music for Uplifting Gourmandizers. But oh, everybody wow. just kind
2: of leaves off. I didn't know... Yeah, if you, if you look at the... If you see a picture I of get the major, for some reason, I thought that was a nonsense word. No, <laughs> it actually stands for something.
3: Huh. And two in venues. This concert hall in London has just over 5,000 seats, but annually holds nearly 400 shows, including classical music, ballet, movie premieres, school functions, rock concerts, among others. Uh, and for a bonus, guess what decade it was built
2: in? Locked in, and you were wrong. There was a Beatles question. <laughs> I'm locked in too.
0: I'm locked in. Andy, the
2: Royal Albert Hall, built just before World War Two. I think it's 1941.
0: Eva hey, I wrote down Blackpool because. Royal Albert Hall, which is what I should have thought, was <laughs> nowhere near my brain. Um, and I wrote really? down it was built the
1: in the 1930s. And Kells? <laughs> I said um, Royal Albert Hall, and I guess the 50s. The correct answer is the Royal Albert Hall, and it was built in the
3: 1870s.
2: Whoa. Wow. Really? Really? Albert. I realized it, it was converted to music uh, in the 40s, but it was actually built much earlier. I, I think it was damaged in the war, wow. and they, they rebuilt part of it in the, uh, in the late yeah. 40s. The, and the reason why I know that is um, in Sergeant Pepper's A Day in the Life, there's a, a line in the song of, now they know how many holes it takes to fill Roy Albert Hall. Question three. This famous performing arts
3: center and UNESCO World Heritage Site was designed by a Danish architect named Jorn Utsen in 1957, who won an international design contest. It was finished 10 years late and 1,300% over budget in 1973. Locked in? Locked in.
1: Really? It's just a guess. I have no idea. what
2: all right re- all right repeat the question they clearly got something i didn't get this,
3: this famous performing arts center and unesco world heritage site was designed by a danish architect named jorn Utzon in 1957 who won an international design contest it was finished 10 years late and 1300 percent over budget in 1973.
2: I got no idea. Oh. All right.
3: I got an answer. Uh, Kells, what's your answer?
1: I guess the Sydney Opera House. Andy?
2: The Astrodome. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the Astrodome.
0: Uh, the Sydney Opera House. The answer is the Sydney Opera House.
2: See, I thought about that, but that seemed way too early. 57? It was designed in fifty-seven,
3: and it was it was supposed to have been finished in like sixty-three,
2: but. Huh. I, I guess I didn't realize that that even okay. I had no idea it was the idea of it went that far back.
0: Huh. Okay. I remember hearing it was something of a fiasco. I didn't know it was that big a fiasco. Yeah, but I think the
3: end result is is pretty cool. So the end the end result oh, yeah. is spectacular. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question four: In venues, the Ryman Theater in Nashville is the former home of what weekly concert slash radio show?
1: Locked in. Locked in. What? I said.
3: You want to Repeat.
0: No, you. I heard. I heard you. It's just they locked in so fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm locked
3: uh-huh. in. Okay,
0: uh, Andy. The grand old Opry. Eva. I went with the King Biscuit Radio Hour. tells? <laughs>
1: I also said Grand Ole Opry.
3: I think it's the longest-running radio show that's still being produced, and it's called the
0: Grand Ole Opry. I didn't know it was still being produced. I honestly thought the Grand Ole Opry was just a place. Like, here is oh, okay. the Grand Ole Opry. Like, a building.
1: That's what I yeah. thought, too.
3: No, it was... It was at the? I don't know where it was. Originally, it was sponsored by like an insurance company or somebody, and they did it. I think they recorded it in their offices somewhere, and then they kind of got, Mutual of Omaha. Well, no, that's, that that <laughs> would have been in Omaha, not national. It's Wild Kingdom, right? <laughs> um, but then, uh, so they moved it to the Ryman Theater, I think, in the '40s, and it stayed there until like, the '70s when they it started kind of falling apart, and they. Uh, built a new home for it.
0: Huh. So wow.
3: at the end of round five, by my count, I've got Kells with 150, Andy with 114, and Davo struggling a little bit with 99. All right. So category six is politics. This was suggested by a friend of the show Jeff.
0: El Jefe! And-
3: That's the one. I'm sure he loves it every time you do that. Does he? I I don't know. I haven't asked him. You should. Question one in politics. This nonprofit is a progressive organization that has partnered with MTV, among others, to, quote, engage and build the political power of young people. Locked in. Locked in.
1: Locked in. Uh, what would rock the vote, Andy? Rock the vote, and Devo.
0: Don't rock the vote, baby.
2: Rock the vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see.
0: I almost <sighs>
2: made that joke. What? I thought, no, nobody likes that song. I'll just make enemies. If I could do it again, I would change the question just so that he couldn't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neil is wiser than all of us.
0: Well, that is why he's right. sensei.
2: Question right. two: Who had a presidential
3: campaign song called "Triplicity" or "Donkey Moose and Elephant"?
0: That last part was locked a subtitle. In. I'm locked in as well. Um, locked
1: in. David. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Who else. I was hoping the moose was a a hint, so I went with Teddy Roosevelt as well.
2: Andy. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't know the song, but it's Teddy Roosevelt, but now I'm questioning, because of the reference of Democrat, that it might be FDR. But I locked in with Teddy Roosevelt.
3: So, from what I read, because I had no independent knowledge of this, uh, the 1912 campaign, Taft won the Republican nomination against uh, and was, was battling Woodrow Wilson on the Democratic side. Teddy Roosevelt really wanted to compete with Taft, and so he started the Bull Moose Party. And someone, I don't know who, wrote a song called Triplicity or Donkey, Moose, and Elephant. Ex- oh. Expounding on the virtues of Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. Okay.
0: I you know how really old recordings sound kind of creepy? Yes. Yeah. The mics are tinny and and they they had that high vibrato. I bet that song sounds terrifying.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I found a cop there's a you can look at the sheet mu- music online if you wanted to
0: play it. I suppose. I'm a drummer, I just hit stuff. <laughs> I know <that's>
3: right. <laughs> All right. Question three in politics. Despite the objections of the Rolling Stones, what song did Donald Trump use to end most of his campaign rallies?
1: Um, I know which one I want to go with. I I know which one I want. (laughs) All right. I'm totally guessing. I wish I could enter two.
3: Well, you could do the parentheses thing that, that Devo
0: does just to make himself feel better. Oh, good. I have a parentheses then. You know, it does work. It does make you feel better. Okay.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm liking it. Okay. Andy, what's your guess?
2: My guess is get off my cloud because he's a populist uh, candidate. <laughs> he's a what? A populist. <laughs> A He's a Papadopoulos. Pop- He's a- what? <laughs> no, he He's was a, a Democrat. <laughs> um, Get off my cloud! Uh, but in parentheses, I have 19th nervous breakdown. Okay, Dave,
0: start me up.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. Crap! I should have thought of that.
3: That would have been a good one to start his rallies.
1: No, <laughs> <Ooh>. Kells. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I don't want to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was I was teetering between um, "start me up" and satisfaction, but me I went too. with "start me up." But in parentheses, I put "sympathy for the devil." <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> nice. Oh, that's better than nineteenth
0: nervous breakdown. That's so much better. <laughs> My in parentheses was uh, painted black. Well,
3: those are all great guesses. Um, none of them are correct. The correct answer is you can't always get what you want. So it, it, there's, I, I was looking up bands that protested or, or asked politicians to not use their songs. And the list is really, 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 really long. And so it was, it was really hard. And, it, with this particular politician, or in general? Well, there are about six specifically for for him, but there are a bunch for for Bush, and uh, probably not surprisingly, most I think most rock bands out there are are on the liberal side of things, and so they were protesting or they were asking uh, Republicans to not uh, use their songs. I mean, Dole was on the list, and McCain. Hart didn't want her, Sarah Palin <laughs> to use Barracuda. So there, there were still so many deep problems.
2: <laughs> oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh my God, wow. Awesome.
3: Well, appara- apparently when she was a hot shot basketball player in high school, her name was her nickname was Sarah Barracuda. And so that's why. Yeah,
0: that's why, that's her, and that's why so, that was her nickname.
3: At some point, someone shortened it to just Sarah Cuda. Ooh, Sarah Kuda.
1: Kuda.
3: And also, it seems mostly I think bands now are are basically saying, we don't approve of this use of our song, but for the most part, there's really nothing they can do about it. So it's kind of pointless for them to have any kind of legal action.
0: Essentially, if you play it and it's not televised – Or sold or anything like that you can play pretty much whatever you want
3: yeah but even the the campaigns will get a a general ASCAP um, ASCAP the publishing um, license to play almost Mm. anything in the catalog in the ASCAP uh, catalog so as long as it's in there they can they can play it all right question four in politics the song, This Land is Your Land, has been used by many politicians, both conservative and liberal, throughout the years. Who wrote it? Locked in. Wow. What? I had a feeling you were yeah. going to lock it on that one, Andy.
1: I'm locked in.
0: I'm locked in. So, let's
3: start with Kells george clinton
0: <laughs> hey, <Bill>. awesome <laughs> Ar- <laughs> arlo guthrie and
3: oh,
2: andy gosh. you want to tell him how close he was arlo's arlo's dad woody guthrie and it was written during the uh <laughs> yeah and, and what's fascinating about the song and why i know it is i use it as a lesson plan um, we've accepted it now almost along the lines of the national anthem as a very patriotic song, but it was a protest song. It was a song about this land is our land, the people, not the one percenters, yes. corporate America that's taking a, taking over. There were actually a, there were a couple of verses in the, his
3: original draft of it that had to do with uh, private property and wealth inequality, mm-hmm. and uh, those are conveniently left out in a lot of the more modern versions.
0: You want to know how close I was to getting that answer, Neil? Uh, On my paper, before I started scratching it out, (laughs) I had written W-O-O. Oh. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's his dad. So I I got the kid, the names mixed up. Ah.
1: Oh, Oh, so you thought Arlo was the dad and Woody was the son. Yes. Yes, I got him flipped in my head. If I had to guess, I would guess that Arlo would be the older gentleman.
2: Yeah, I, I agreed. I have to admit, if I wasn't really familiar with them. Uh... Well, that's the last
3: question of our regular rounds. And by my count, the scores are Kells with 170, Andy with 144, and Devo with 119. Anybody's game. Well, I mean, technically, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. The polite way of saying that is you are mathematically still alive. (laughs) (laughs) That is throwing shade is what that is. Man. All right. I turned over a new sheet of paper
2: here. I'm good to go. Dash
0: of salt at the sensei. He gives me the the season salt back. Lowry's (laughs) to the face. Lowry's Lowry's to the face.
3: (laughs) All right. So for the final question, I have a list of things. I have a list of I got it from the New World Encyclopedia. It's the 19 main brass, woodwind, and string instruments from a typical modern orchestra. So I need you to name up to 10 of those for 10 points each.
1: So brass and woodwind? Uh, and string. And string. Oh, okay.
3: Let's start with
0: Devo. I may have had a bit of an unfair advantage in this because well, you all, uh, my beloved son, Ian, he uh, collects musical instruments and he loves the symphony. So he has talked to me about this many, many times. So I'm going to thank Ian if I get these right. Okay. What are you gonna do if you get them wrong? I'm I'm you gonna to go I'm gonna apologize to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, violin, viola, tuba, French horn, trumpet, cello, saxophone, oboe, clarinet, and flute. All right.
3: Okay, Andy. Let's have your your guesses.
2: I feel like I also had a bit of an unfair advantage because for a year and a half, I was the publicist for the Kishwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Oh, my. And I came up with, uh, and by the way, uh, shout out to the Kishwaukee Symphony Orchestra, uh, trumpet, French horn, trombone, oboe, flute, clarinet, bassoon, violin, viola, and cello. Okay.
3: And Kels.
1: Well, to echo my compadres, I felt like I was at a slight advantage because I'm a big fan of the Marley Marl song (laughs) Symphony.
2: (laughs) Kels wins. We're done. (laughs) Back it up. He wins.
1: But um, it's going to be a lot of the same on these. But I have the violin, the cello, trumpet saxophone, flute, tuba, trombone, clarinet, French horn, and the oboe.
3: All right. Pretty much all of those answers were correct, except that the list that I had said that the saxophone was occasionally used, but not used. And so since i um, so yeah, that okay. means Devo got uh, violin, viola, tuba, French horn, trumpet, cello, oboe, clarinet, and flute. So that's ninety points, bringing you to two hundred and nine. Andy, you're the only one that Ooh. didn't get, uh, didn't say saxophone. Um, you got the mm-hmm. you got a hundred points on that one, bringing your total to two forty four. Kells said – I brought it down twice for you, but what did you say after Tuba, Kells? Right, right. Uh, Trumbo. Yes, that, that is one. So you got 90, bringing your score to 260. So the final scores are Kells with 260,
0: oh. Andy with 244, and Deva with 209. Well, I got to say, congratulations to all of us, I believe – this is the first game in the new format where everybody got over 200 points. It is. Oh, and yeah. This is a, I hadn't thought of that. This this was a well-played game. Congratulations to Kells. You are now a green belt. Thank you. Well so done, Kells. Much appreciated. And thank you for excellent music questions, thank you. Sensei welcome. Neil. Wow. That's... Amazing questions. Uh, well,
2: Amazingly <laughs> hard.
3: <laughs> I gotta say, Andy, Amazingly I was a little bit worried hard,
2: about you in the beginning.
3: Question. You scored 20 points in the first two rounds, and you managed to, to make an impressive comeback.
2: Yeah, well, who knew there was a science of music?
3: Apparently not.
2: Making it a science, but there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, Sensei Neil. We now have a belt of every color. Andy, I hope someday you'll reach the heights of orange, and I am looking up to a green belt. Kells, congratulations.
1: Well Thank done, Kells. Hey, all you cats and kittens. Like what you hear? Listen to the show on your favorite podcast app. You can also tweet us, if that's your groove, at Ladle Bray. We're also on Facebook at Brain Ladle Productions, and you can look us up on YouTube. And if you're feeling it, we have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. And if you got a little money and you think we're funny, why don't you kick us on, buddy, at our Patreon. Peace, love, and soul. Thank you, thank you. So
0: from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo with Greenbelt Kells.
1: Thanks for playing, people.
0: Yellow Andy. So long, Lado Brainers. And our sensei Neil. As
3: Friedrich Nietzsche said, without music, life would be a mistake.
0: Right on. Signing off. Wow.
1: The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.